the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. All right. So welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. My name is Jim Hacking. And my name is Tyson Mutrix. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Tyson, how are you, my friend? I'm excited to talk about last week's conference. We have some good friends here of the show and friends of the Guild. We're glad to see everybody. And what a fun time we had. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Just an absolute blast. I think it was the best one we've done, to be honest with you. I thought it was uh, it was great. It was great seeing everybody. Um, the way we're going to do this, just so everyone knows that's watching and everyone that's in here, we're going to call on you one at a time. If you don't mind raising your hand, and then we will call on you to unmute you. There's a, the feature at the bottom, I believe, on each everyone's Zoom. If you will just uh, mute yourself for now, and then uh, you can also chat with us in the chat room. But if you've got a question, please raise your hand in Zoom and we will call on you one at a time. So that is how this will go. And if you don't raise your hands, and this is going to go really quick. <laughs> so make sure you raise your hands. But Jim and I will, as you all are getting your questions together, uh, Jim and I will riff a little bit here. So Jim, I guess you want to do a little recap of what happened last right. week? So for everyone who didn't join us or for those who aren't in the guild, you know, we had our Guild Mastermind on Wednesday, and we had five groups that were headed by myself, you, Joey Vitale, Elise Bowie, and my wife, Amani Ragab Hacking. We had four visionary groups and then one sort of second in command with Amani. And I think all those were really instructive, really beneficial. And I think people really got a lot out of them. And I think that was a great entrance into the conference itself. The conference started off with a marching band. And I think that really got people excited and psyched for going. And then we had two days worth of really stellar content. I think that pound for pound, if, if you tried to do all the things that people suggested over the course of the weekend, you'd have a hard time. So I think that there was just a ton of value. And I see a couple of our presenters here. So thanks to Darcel and to Steven. I know they both presented. I think it was, it was a, great, a great weekend that we had. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I will tell you, to be completely honest with you, by the end of day three, so it would be day three for us, day two of the conference, I was a little exhausted. I mean, it's the the amount of content that was being produced was a lot. I mean, 20 minutes at a time. I mean, there were 20 minute presentations other than Jason Selk, who Jason Selk just crushed it, just knocked it out of the park. But 
it was, I was, it, there was just so much information, you know, flowing, which is good. I mean, it's recorded, so it, I can go back and revisit a bunch of it, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought the presenters were just awesome. And they, what was cool about the 20 minute presentations is it forces you like a, an idea is not enough. You can't present for 20 minutes on just an idea. It actually has to be thought out, but when it's 20 minutes, you also, it's not an hour, right? So you've got to really fine tune what you're going to talk about. So it, it makes you bring your best stuff. And it's really cool. I was actually talking to John Ting. He and I were staying at the back and we were talking a little bit about that and how, how effective it is at really getting people to, to bring their best ideas out. It's been a really long time since I've sat through a day of depositions and I certainly don't, I don't miss that, but you're right. At the end of the day, I felt sort of drained from all that attentive listening. Attentive listening is draining. And I mean, it's not ditch digging, but it is a little bit tough. And the one thing, the 20 minutes, I love the 20 minutes because right at around the 18 minute mark of most presentations, I would start looking at my watch and wondering when people were going to wrap up. So that was great. It was funny when Jason Sunk was speaking, he was about 20 minutes and I'm thinking like, it, it felt like it should be time to wrap up, but yeah. he was like just getting started. So it was really interesting, but he delivered from start to finish. I was, I was pretty excited about that. And he did uh, something interesting that, you know, he was telling the story, a couple different stories, one about himself being in that player's room, the locker room with Tony LaRussa and the players, the Cardinals in 2006. And I really felt like I was inside that room. And then even more so, when he shared about the people that survived the plane crash in the Andes mountains and he would pause very dramatically and sort of say, just sit for a second and imagine that you're, you're in that chair on that plane and, you know, an avalanche of snow just came and landed on you. I just thought the the style was pretty effective. Yeah. There was the point where he stopped, he stopped because he, he was, he said, you know, picture yourself sitting in that chair with the seatbelt on and it's been removed from the rest of the plane. And then he paused and like you could just you could hear a pin drop, but you could feel it. It was one of those things where you could just feel the moment. And and Audra's just shaking her head and Audra's got her first hand up. So we'll get to Audra uh, first in a moment. But like you could just feel it. It was a, such a very cool moment in the presentation. It's fairly, fairly early. But Jim, are we ready to get to some questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Audra, you're first, so fire away. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm still riding high after the conference. And today, for the first time, I did my success log with Jason Selk. So speaking of him, and I've got it on my calendar, Tyson. So I'm really going to try to do that three times a week. But this question is actually for Darcel. I'm happy to see that she's on the call today. I felt that I wanted more information after her talk. She is working maybe 23, 24 hours a week. And she mentioned that she's about to go on a long trip. And I would love to know some tips or ideas about how she's going to make that work being away from the office for so long. Hey, Audra, good to see Hi. you again. You <laughs> well, you know, before I talked, Jordan went before me and his presentation was about, you know, how he's been gone from the office physically for, I don't know, a year or two, something like that on the road. And I was just yeah. blown away by it because my family, we have a fifth wheel and my kids are nine and 12. And so going camping is kind of a big part of what we do in the summers. And so I'm taking six weeks off this summer. 
We're doing a three-week trip to Mount Rushmore and then some other smaller ones. And so for me, you know, it's really working with my team on my calendar, making sure clients know far in advance that I'm going to be gone. But, you know, with most of what I do, the cases still move along and we actually can still have new clients come in the door even when I'm not there. And so while we're gone, I do have some, uh, a few things scheduled for some, to do some consults to kind of keep things still coming in the door while I'm not there. You know, I don't have it all figured out. It's kind of, you know, (laughs) we figure it out as we go, right? But I was really inspired by Jordan's talk because that's what my family wants to do more and more is being able to be on the road. So not some moving parts, but it certainly can be done. Okay. Sounds like systems. Yeah. I was in the other room for his talk. So I missed that. So thanks. Mm. for. Sh- mm-hmm. Yeah. When they post the replay, make sure you watch it. I thought it was really okay. good. Will do. On that That's a question of replays, Stephanie was asking whether or not you'll get the recordings and those recordings. It's funny. They send it to me in one each day in one big recording. So then it takes Becca a little while to splice it up, but we'll have that in the Kajabi probably in about, she said 30 days, but last time it was a little bit quicker and And so you'll all have access to all the presentation, which is great because you do get stuck outside when you're at the other one. And Audra paid a great compliment, I thought, to the band and to us about the conference when I was talking to her at the happy hour. She said that the band, the funky brass band, that she was a music major, that their music was real tight and that the conference itself felt really tight and sort of well orchestrated. So that was that was one of the highlights of the weekend for me. So. Jim, I've got a a general question here that I'm going to ask that was sent to me privately, so I I won't mention the person's name unless they tell me to. I can ask it. I didn't know if I was supposed to do it that way or not. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So go ahead. You can go ahead and answer the question Um, or ask the question. I have a general question. I've kind of been watching Max Law on Facebook for some time, but not really active. So I know a lot of the a lot of the people. So it was great to meet them in person. And so I, a lot of people talked about their empires. And you know, I've got I went from three to fifty lawyers and short amount of time. And and so what I love the idea of the empire, and I'm excited and energized about an empire and all these great ideas, but. What I didn't hear anyone say is I have an empire and I practice law. And so I like practicing law. I just don't want to do it as much. And I want to do it specifically only things I want to do. And so I asked Elise, like, hey, I so do you have cases? And she's like, no, none of us have cases. And I was like, ah, well, I want how do you do both? Jimmy, you want to go first on that? Yeah. So this is something that I struggled with, but not nearly as much as Tyson. So Tyson has wanted to practice law a lot longer than I did. I knew early on that I wanted to stop practicing. I think Stephen still takes a lot of cases and handles a lot of his cases. And the, the best part is, and the thing that I would say, Stephanie, is that, you know, it's your law firm. You get to build it however you want. I do think that day-to-day casework can take you away and throttle growth. But if that's what you like doing, if you hire the right people, you can solve a lot of problems and still do exactly what you want. I just think you do have to be deliberate and you have to make sure that you don't end up taking more cases than you actually can handle while still running the firm because lots of lawyers can handle the cases, but not everybody can run your firm. There's there's some things as a law firm owner that only you can do and you really got to separate that out and then pick what you want. Yeah. So, and Jen's right. I, I think if there's something that I struggle with more than anything, it's this specific question because I really, I love 
the strategy when it comes to to a, a case and trying a case. I was actually like reading this book today, so it's you know, damages evolving, and it's it's for trial lawyers, right? It's one of these things where I'm 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 reading this book. Uh, I love Nick Rowley. I love the strategy part of it. So, what I am hoping to build is what Jim's talking about. Is I would love to be able to basically run the firm as a CEO, but then also pick and choose what cases I try. Um, and that's I, I'm getting there. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I, it's a struggle I have, um, and that's what I want to do. And it, it's similar to what you want to do. Like there are certain things that you want to do when it comes to practicing law. I think you should frame. I think you should find a way to hire the right people to do all those other things you don't want to do. But it is an extremely difficult thing. And I really don't think we'll ever become the Morgan and Morgans of the world if that's what you want. That's if, if that's what you want. We'll never be the Morgan and Morgans of the world unless you have someone that's just running the firm. I don't think I'll ever get to that where I really want the firm to be unless I'm just running the firm. I think that's the, the sad reality of it. But at some point, and I've, and I've even told our leadership team, I know that at some point I will have to give up trying cases. I know that that's going to that's in my future. It kind of makes me sad, but I, I I want I want the firm to get to where I want it to be more than I want to try cases. If that makes sense? Yeah, that does make. I mean, what I can't give up yet is the high from a trial. I mean, there's just I haven't found a replacement for it that is not drug related. I would guess it's just such a great high. And I just really enjoy that. So that it, that's the part that's hard for me to give up. Yeah, I fly airplanes and that's what helps me get to that high. So um, because I, 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 like, yeah. I can't find another high. Uh, I, I'm with you because I there is it's, and you know, honestly, the, the, the high was more whenever I did criminal cases, because you were at this point where you're standing up next to your client and the client was either going through the front door or the back door. Right. They're either going to prison or they're they're leaving for the day. And so that is an exhilarating high when it comes to money. I don't get as high about it, but I still do. It's still a fantastic high. So you're you're totally right. I get it. But and I don't know the answer for you. I think it's in, it's it's different for each individual, to be honest with you. Okay. Stephen, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Someone mentioned finders versus grinders. Right. Uh, I thought that was a good way to kind of talk about myself and my associate. And if I could, I would love to do intake. I love that part of it, right? And, but I know that's not the highest and best use of my time. So there are a lot of us who are still taking on cases. And uh, I don't know if that's thunder, if you can hear in the background, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. Everyone's looking around. Yeah, that's me. It's it's just a new challenge to grow. And just a little bit by little bit, you'll, I think you'll get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm glad that person's doing that. They're actually doing intake better than me because they do it all the time. Because even though I like it, I realize if I don't do it all the time, I'm not that good about it. I don't know if that helped. Stephen had one of the favorite presentations for my wife, Amani, loved Stephen's presentation on succession planning for lawyers, and she thought it was terrific. So thanks for thanks again, Stephen, for sharing on that. Running your own practice can be scary, whether you're worried about where the next case will come from feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time is a step-by-step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you're prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want, and we'll show you how to become a maximum lawyer in minimum time.
Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. All right, Ian, you are up next. Yes. Hello. I, I just wanted to, uh, a couple of things. I, I wanted to thank you guys because I, I was one of the ones that won the guild membership and I, I never win anything. I'm, like, I, I signed these things like over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to. And that was, I, I thought that was great. I was like, I, I'm on still on cloud nine. I'm really excited. I loved the whole conference. And I agree that the 20 minutes was awesome because there was no like chance to fill it with any fluff or anything like that. Just got right to the meat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got so much stuff. And then, you know, trying to prioritize, you know, what, what we're trying to do is, is a big part of it. And I really liked, you know, the, the takeaway, you know, from the, the doctor that was talking about the mindset and, you know, what was really struck home with me was that you, when you're making progress, you know, any step in the right direction is considered successful. I'm like that, that really is something I'm doing a lot now. And I'm going through the, the checklist and, you know, circling, you know, what I did well and what I can do going forward and, you know, how I'm doing with that on a scale of one to 10. I think that's great. So I think, you know, my, my biggest thing is just how to prioritize, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing next. And I'm constantly feel like I'm, you know, redlining where I'm trying to expand, but I know the buck stops with me. So the more I grow, I'm like, how do I, you know, I, I understand delegation, but I know that, you know, at some point I don't get to know what's going on. I have to trust somebody who's doing it right. I don't see the client. I don't, but ultimately it's my responsibility to make sure that it gets done right. And I know the more I grow, the harder that is to, to keep control over. So if you have any advice about, you know, how to deal with that constant parity between, you know, growth and making sure that, you know, nothing goes horribly wrong with the cases. Yeah. So I always like this example. I'll jump in real quick, Jim. Like I always like the example, and this is, this has to do like with quarterly rocks and all that kind of stuff, but you ever seen that demonstration where they take the big rocks and they put them in a bucket and then they take the pebbles, they put them in a bucket and they put the sand, they put it in the bucket. Have you seen that before? Yes. Where if you start with the sand, it really is as simple as that. If you, if you schedule your day, however you schedule your day around like the big things that important that, that matter most, all that other stuff will work itself out. It really will. All that sand will just work itself out. So I think having some sort of structured system where you organize your day around the most important things and having those quarterly goals in place and then having that vision in place, I think all of those things connected and working on those and, and having those on your leadership team, something that you're constantly talking about, extremely, extremely important. Yeah. And for us, Ian, I think that we got, we tried the approach of delegating with lots and lots of management and lots and lots of control. And that is unsustainable. So now what we're trying to get to is bumpers. Like we trust you associate in your paralegal. We trust you to handle your cases. These are the kinds of things that if they happen, you come and talk to us about it. You know, if you have a question, we're always here as a resource, but you really have to give them more autonomy than we thought we needed to. And, and to, to just make sure that you have not a box, but like bumpers, like think of when you take your kids bowling, like you want the ball to get to the end of the lane, but you want to make sure it doesn't go completely off track. That's it. And that's harder. And, and I think you might need to build it up where you do have that control and then, and then ratchet it down. Cause that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I, I, I think that's what I struggle with. Cause I, you know, I know that I just, I can't keep track of every single case. It just, it blows my mind to do that. So, but somehow, you know, other attorneys are doing it and 
And you know what? And you know what's really cool is when the a case is signed up, you didn't sign them up. A case is completed successfully, you didn't <laughs> you didn't do the work, and they're thanking you and your law firm and paying you and your law firm, and you didn't do any of it. That's that's really a cool thing. Oh, that sounds like a dream. I, I think that would be great. Awesome. Do you have someone in your firm that you could delegate like the case reviews to? I mean, do you have someone in your firm that could do that? Yeah, sort. I mean, I have it kind of com- compartmentalized a little bit too by case type, and you know, I I handle some, and you know, I mean, obviously the ones that I handle personally, I don't I don't really need to review because I'm doing that like with criminal defense, for example. But some of the other cases, you know, I definitely have to rely on you know others to do that, and then you know, but I I think if if we could come up with a list and I'm like, okay, how is this list being done? And then they kind of review among themselves and maybe I can look at the notes after they've reviewed it. Maybe that would be a good way to do it. But right now I'm, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm trying to maintain hyper control and, and, and it's true. It's just not sustainable. If you listen to maximum law, minimum time, which you'll get with your membership, make sure to work your way through that because we talk a lot about moving from stage one to stage two and then stage two to stage three. And we definitely cover delegation during that. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm excited about it. I got a, I got a long trip tomorrow. So I'm going to put it on my phone and, and listen to it. So that'll be a good, good way to get introduced. So yeah, make sure you download the Kajabi app with it. The Kajabi app is fantastic. So it'll be great as you're traveling too. I think you can, I think, don't quote me on this. I think you can download it too. So you don't need Wi-Fi. I think um, okay. the videos, but very good. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for, you know, it's been a long time since I went on, I think, went something like that. And especially I'm excited about the prize. So <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. We, we, we look forward to, uh, to, to getting to know you more. So that's fantastic. Matthew, uh, Yes, the Kajabi is only for people that are in the guild. It's got all of our videos, all of our content is is inside of but the guild K- inside of Kajabi. Kajabi's also Kajabi's also how you watch the videos when you so Kajabi lets you set out stuff. So Kajabi is just an app that lets you do membership stuff. So you'll when you get the videos, it'll be through Kajabi. But as far as the maximum law, minimum time and the the guild stuff, that's in a separate part of Kajabi. Oh okay, point. Great. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying, Jim. Very good. Um, I see our friend Michael Urbina, who also presented at the conference. I got a big kick out of his presentation. Michael, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I was actually just writing an inappropriate thing on the text about whether there was going to be a <laughs> that complaint be the session first later, but exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing good. By the way, I caught part of your uh, 200 show yesterday, Jim. I left you a little love note oh, in thanks, the comments. <laughs> yeah. So I got any more comment? What was your big takeaway from the, I didn't see the comment. What was your big takeaway from the, from the conference? Yeah. So I deleted the comment because it, uh, it didn't feel appropriate. Not. So <laughs> to me, the biggest takeaway, honestly, was just um, for me, it was regaining clarity and it was actually re-listening to Suck's presentation. And just like, I felt, you know, when you have those moments where someone's talking and you feel like they're talking directly to you, mm-hmm. like literally I felt like that presentation was solely for me. It was just like, okay, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it together, you know? Cause to me, that was the biggest thing. Like even in my, in the mastermind, my whole point was just like mental, like how do I get around like mental anxiety because of running a firm, which again, I think we all do a really good job, but at the end of the day, I think we beat ourselves up too much over little things and getting reminded about certain things and kind of recentering a lot of stuff to me, it was very needed. And I felt like I just came back with a, you know, a lot more energy and a lot more focus on a lot of things. So 
very appreciative of you guys. And I thought it was great. It was really good to see a lot of people, even though we had just seen a lot of them in October or some of them in April, but it was, it's good. It's like a learning slash social club all in one. It's phenomenal. <laughs> good way of putting it. Um, so I want to ask Jimmy, I want to ask Sean Hamp. I know you, we can't see you, Sean, but Sean, you were at the first Max Lock-On. I remember, and I don't know if, are you, you may be the only one on here that was at the first one. So you want to talk about the differences between that one and, and what you saw last week? Yeah. You know, the thing that struck me the most since being at Max Law One was just how far everybody's come in four years. That's the thing that really made an impression on me with, I'm just, I mean, just Jim and Tyson's firms, how much they've grown, but a lot of the other attendees talking with them, catching up with them. That really, that speaks to me, you know, the value in what you folks have offered with everything from the podcast to the conferences and, you know, and with the Guild and and some of the other programs that Max Law is doing. I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from the conference. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. And um, I I really enjoyed the conference this year. I was a big fan of, is it Dr. Selk? Yeah, yep, yep huge motivation from that. And just, and I'm just, I'm really fired up. I'm really fired up from being at a conference, fired up from that presentation and then everything else. Like I just have this crazy focus this week, just thinking about how I want to grow my firm driving, driving back from St. Louis. So I really appreciate it. It was great seeing you folks and, and seeing everybody else at the conference. And yeah, I'm just really fired up and I'm just, I'm amazed by the growth of I mean, your your conference that's growing is great, but I'm also just amazed with all the other owners and and how they're where they're taking their firms and how much they've taken it. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, I think that that's something, Jim, that I I think is just so cool watching people just like I remember, especially with the original guild, like people just crying, right? And like they were they were on their last leg, and then like seeing where they are now, it's just such a cool thing to to see that. Really, really neat. Somebody I was crying me. through Dr. Selk's presentation. I was pretending that I was cleaning my eye, my glasses, <laughs> but I was actually wiping away the tears from my eye from from what he was saying. I just like realized like I'm just so hard on myself sometimes, and you know it really helped me focus on. <laughs> That's awesome. That was one thing that struck me as someone who also has been to all the Max Law Cons was. Somebody pointed out to me that, you know, at, in the first year, maybe the second one, we were very, very tactical. And we had we had a whole lot of mindset stuff this time. And I know that a lot of that was based on the circumstances of the people who could speak. But it, was, it also, I think, represents sort of a shift that, you know, once you get out of survival mode, then that mindset stuff is really important. And I don't know that you can do the mindset stuff that early when you're in survival mode, but we spent a lot of time this time on mental health. And as you pointed out, Tyson, Tyson texted Beck and I this morning, he said, we need a whole lot more mental stuff because two lawyers where he lives killed themselves since the conference. Yeah, it's um, it's something bad going on. So I think it's something we need to focus on more as a profession. And I, 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 wish, I, I wish I could take Jason Selk's presentation and force everybody to watch it. I really do because it's, if you did not see it, it is, it is one of those things where, and this is what Sean was just talking about. Like we beat ourselves up all the time and we got to stop it. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be nicer to ourselves. If someone, we, we kind of joke about this, Jim and I too, where like if other people talk to us the way we talk to ourselves, we knock them out. It's what we do. We punch them in the nose. We knock them out. 
So we need to be nicer to people, to ourselves. We need to be, need to be nicer to ourselves for sure. So, but Sean, I was so happy to see that you came. So thank you so much for, for coming again. Uh, it's great to see you. Um, Absolutely. What else we got? Um, I, I see no hands, but do we have any other questions? Do you have anything else you want to cover? Mm-mm. No, that was great. Yeah. So that's, 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 you all made it easy on us. So um, then we'll go ahead and wrap. I don't have a tip or a hack. Um, anybody want to give a tip or a hack? Well, I'll take one tip and one hack. First person to say it. I'll give you something. Um, so one of my biggest takeaways actually was funny. I, a lot of people came up to me and asked me questions after my presentation, like a lot, a lot. And then somehow, and that's why I was kind of curious, you know, how many people at Max Lacan talked to local people here? Because then I got local attorneys who were not there asking me, hey, I hear you're doing all these things in your firm. Can you have lunch with me and this and that? I'm like, what the f-? Okay. But I will say that whatever you think you're doing, because one of the biggest things, it was either it was either a lot of, you know, generosity with their employees or people that were just like killing them, you know? You have to really take some very deep look inside right now because everyone's going through the same problem of hiring. You don't want to be recognized or be deemed as a person that nobody wants to work with. Because I'm telling you, there are firms that used to be like a slam dunk to be able to hire people right now that are like, you know, deserts. They cannot hire people and they're having like exodus of people leave. Like you might think you are doing a lot of awesome things, but don't stop or really think whether what you're doing is awesome because it is really, really scary out there if you're not doing something to keep your people or even better to like have some kind of system of recruiting so people want to apply all the time. So I know I keep harping on that, but man, it's it's been it's been a very interesting past week or week and a half in that, in that topic, in that area. So how about some retrospect about yourself and make sure that you are doing everything you can. Love it. Jim, I think that's a great way of ending. Good with that? Perfect. All right, cool. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.